Greetings, Scotty Reed here with another Black Talk Radio News Report and Commentary. And on this particular commentary, I want to do a follow-up to the video that I put out black about black people supporting the white supremacist immigration policies of Donald Trump. And in that particular report, I had I actually singled out Afro Synergy. And, you know, I ended up having the black to do because one thing I can't stand is for uh, black people to try to secure a better position for themselves in the system of white supremacy, you know, who want to accept butter biscuit handouts from the enslavers just so that they can be more comfortable on the plantation. And then to use white supremacist ideology and blackface, you know, that's just disgusting to me. And I had quite a few comments. I deleted some of the comments because you're not going to come on here on any platform that I manage or control. I understand YouTube may not be my platform. I have my own platform that I built for black people called Black Talk Radio Network. I have a social media community called btrcommunity.com. So I'm not going to allow that to happen on my platform. And if I can control the comment section on YouTube, you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to call me out my name and what have you. I'm not trying to hear any of that and respond to it. So I'm simply going to delete it. So you can post whatever you want, um, but just know it's going to be deleted if you can't talk to me about your points of disagreement in a respectful manner. Okay. Now, I did... Um, copy and paste some of the responses. I didn't use the people's names or anything like that because I'm not trying to single them out. Um, some of these people, well, one of the persons actually supports me. Well, a couple of them actually supports our nonprofit uh, media work through Black Talk Media Project, and they were respectful in their disagreements in my points. So uh, I just want to state that right off. But I'm not trying to single out anybody because, unfortunately, too many black people are infected with that white supremacist virus, and they have adopted it into their practices and their behavior. And, you know, I, it's just incorrect behavior uh, to me. Um, I also had some people, you know, try to bring up Malcolm X. And look, you can't quote Malcolm X to me. I started studying Malcolm X by first reading his biography when I was, uh, how old was I, 22 years old uh, in the 1990s during the Gulf War when I got sent over there. That's what I was reading. I was reading Malcolm X biography while I was being a tool of white supremacy, just like some of these people supporting Trump's racist immigration policy is doing. I was a tool a white supremacy, but I've been studying Malcolm X for a very long time. And here is the key thing that stands out to me about Malcolm X. Malcolm X said a lot of things, but he also corrected himself on a lot of things and denounced a lot of the things that he said. And then he started looking at, uh, after his Hajj, according to his religion of Islam, I forget which branch of Islam he was practicing, but he came back with a totally different perspective based on his interactions, based on his world travels and interacting with people of different nationalities as well as different skin colors. So Malcolm was always evolving all the way up to the point that he was murdered by black people working for white supremacy. So anyway, let me pull up a couple of those um, quotes 
I mean, excuse me, comments that was left and I'm going to address them. All right, let me just adjust my screen. Again, this is a follow-up to my video about black people supporting Trump's racist immigration policy, and these are their responses. One person wrote, my brother, you are wrong on this one. If this is Black Talk Radio, then we should be thinking black. You sound like Rachel Maddow. Please revisit Malcolm's ballot or bullet speech, and he will address the issue within the first, and it got cut off after that. Um, listen, Black Talk Radio was founded because I saw a video of Malcolm X talking about the power of media and seeing how media can control the minds of the masses, how he'll make the oppressor look like he's in the right and the oppressed people are in the wrong. Have you hating non-white immigrants and siding with a racist white supremacist with Donald Trump? Okay, so I also was studying black radio and noticed that black radio stations were closing all across the nation and that was on purpose and we weren't in control of our own voices not in control of what music get broadcast over FCC licensed airways on stations that aren't necessarily even owned by black people all right so but that does not mean that black talk radio we aren't allowed to discuss world events current events or talk about human rights or the oppression of any people black talk radio was established as a digital safe space for black people after a couple of black people were on white platforms got kicked off because those white people didn't like how they was discussing white supremacy so they came to black talk radio that's what black talk radio is about it's not about thinking black. What is thinking black? I'm a human being first and foremost. Okay. What is thinking black? Do black people have a hive mentality? Do we all think the same or something? I don't think so. We have a difference on opinions on many issues. Okay. So, you know, when you build something, you can run it how you want to run it, my brother. All right. But don't presume to tell me how I should run something that I spent a year and spent over a thousand dollars researching and inventing coming up with a technology to broadcast digital radio without being on these other platforms. Okay, so that's what I say to that. Your ballot or bullet speech reference, again, you had to take everything in context. Malcolm was talking about and you also have to take the time period in the context. Malcolm X, during that speech, was talking about voting. Okay, that's what he was talking about. He was talking to grassroots organizations and warning them about being co-opted by white organizations and what have you. So the ballot of the, or the bullet speech ain't got nothing to do with the mistreatment of non-white people through Trump's immigration policy. Now, here's another one. I don't know why I included this, but he said, F those off-white groups. They don't help, support, or benefit Native blacks. 
I've called DOI and ICE myself because they come here with their racist white thoughts, F them, let them go. So you a snitch is what you are, all right? So you a snitch. You go calling the slave catchers on other people, all right? Again, I ain't on here to condemn people's thoughts or anything like that. Well, let me take that back. Yes, I do condemn outright racism and xenophobia and all this and, and, and that kind of stuff that's incorrect. Yes, I do condemn those thoughts. But I'm not condemning a person, like Malcolm X said. You don't condemn a person because they don't think how you think or as fast as you think because at one time you didn't know what you know. He's going off of his personal interactions. I've had different interactions with people of Hispanic descent. And then again, you know, if you want to think that most of these people that's coming here undocumented are white identified, you're sorely mistaken, sorely mistaken. You don't even understand the dynamics of the politics that's in play in Mexico, which was uh, um, a land that was colonized, just like North America, by white Europeans. Spaniards are white identified. Their descendants are the, are the class that's in power in Mexico, and they are oppressing the aboriginal non-white people. So if anybody's coming here that's quote-unquote Hispanic and they're white identified, that's because they are white. Why do you think in, on the census and they say non-white Hispanic? Because there's white Hispanics. So you're dealing with white Hispanics, white Mexicans or, or whatever. Okay? But these people who are coming here aren't just from Mexico, they're from other destabilized war-torn regions in the South in South America. As I pointed out, what the Republicans are doing in Nicaragua right now. So you know, you can go somewhere with that kind of stuff, snitch. Anyway, here's the next comment, Scotty. I'm a huge fan of you and the whole BTR community. In addition, I'm totally against what Trump is doing to these children of illegal immigrants. However, we need to be careful who we put our energy behind. These illegals come into this country and consider themselves white. They don't care about our issues and never been and never been one Hispanic group to speak on behalf of us black folks. Haitians can't come in this country illegally. Please listen to the lectures of Dr. Claude Anderson on this issue. In addition, look up why Hispanics consider themselves white. They're not coming to ally with us. They're coming to take down take us down, I guess is what he's saying, or to drown us out. I'll attach one of Dr. Claus Anderson's lectures and send it to you on the social media site. Again, this person is a supporter. They have made a financial contribution to the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. And I responded to this person on our own social network. And as you can see, totally respectful form. We just have a point of disagreement, as I pointed out. Why some of these people, the, the ones that's coming over here undocumented, are not white identified. I've worked with them. I've been among them. Okay? I haven't lived among them. You know, we got a couple of Hispanic people in the area I live in, but not that many. Okay? But I have worked with them in Charlotte, in construction and what have you. And all of them are not, don't classify themselves as white. That's just, you know, that's that's a stereotype. The ones that come here legally that have the money, 
that have the time to go through the, I guess we'll say the legal way to immigrate to this country are the ones that are likely to be white identified because they're the ones that's in power. Okay? So, and I will also point out you have those white identified Hispanics sitting on the boards of these private prison companies, working as corporate officers in these private prison companies, working as ICE officers, working as other forms of slave catching in this country. Okay? So if anybody's white identified, I say it's them. Or they have been, as Malcolm would say, Americanized. All right? So, you know, not going to labor that, belabor that issue. Um, on the point about the Haitians, I said Trump's illegal racist immigration policy. I was talking about the Haitians too, okay? And they are being rounded up and put in detention and being deported. So I understand that this policy doesn't just affect so-called Hispanics, Okay, it affects all immigrants. What did he call African countries, shithole countries, and what have you? And why can't we get more European immigrants? We prefer, this is white supremacist ideology. So the Haitians and other African immigrants who can come here undocumented, and some of those Hispanic people are of African descent as well. You just don't see them on your television because they're in a minority and what have you. All right, but this policy affects all immigrants. Donald Trump has a preference for white immigrants. The people they rounding up and deporting are not white. These white supremacists don't consider them white. Okay, so I'm just not buying that, but this policy affects a broad spectrum of people, and you should recognize that. What happens to them is also happening to the Haitians and others. In terms of Claude Anderson, I don't follow Claude Anderson. I've heard Claude Anderson say some hateful things towards some uh, Native Americans and blaming them. Again, you know, this is a narrow view of history. Yeah, the five civilized tribes were enslaving Africans and working as slave catchers and even fought on the side of the Confederacy, but not all of them. Do you not, does Claude Anderson not realize that there were over 500 Aboriginal Native American tribes here in the United States that were wiped out? And I have to point out, and again, you know, there's a caveat, and these issues are rather complex and not so simple, but you do know after the American Civil War that black troops that was in the army was then used to go remove the Apache from their land, use, uh, remove the Navajo from their land, the Hopi Indians, the Comanche, and again, being tools of white supremacy, just like I was being a tool of white supremacy during my six years in the United States Army. So, Carl Anderson, I also don't buy into his thing about uh, what was that? Black people got one trillion in spending power. I will refer you to attorney Antonio Moore. Uh, check out his channel, Tone Talks. One hundred in spending power ain't wealth. Okay, it is not wealth. So I don't subscribe to Carl Anderson. All right, 
and I don't follow him. He is a person of no consequence to me. So sending me videos of Carl Anderson expressing his opinions have no bearing on my opinions. All right, has no influence on 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 my practice, how I behave. Now, let's get to some quotes because people want to brought brought up Malcolm X. And talking about black first. I don't think anybody's going to deny that Malcolm X was about the business of black people. But he also understood our place in the wider struggle against oppression that is global. Now, in that last video, I wrongly attributed a quote to Asada Shakur. Because, see, I don't, I don't study Claude Anderson. While I appreciate Dr. John Henry Clark's teaching, I don't agree with all his opinions. I look to him for historical scholarship, not for opinions on race relations or whatnot. Even though he started working with Malcolm X and Malcolm, and he even put in a book some of the things that Malcolm X said that I'm about to share with you that applies to this whole discussion. But I wrong, but I study Malcolm X. I study the Black Panther parties, the individuals in the Black Panther Party their ideology and their philosophy in the struggle and you know um even dr king on some of the things that he spoke out on like inju uh, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere all right so i wrongly attributed a quote to asada shakur who was a black panther uh and also uh, part of the uh, black liberation army that quote that I stated, nobody's free until everybody's free, that was Fannie Lou Hamer. Okay? She didn't she didn't say that we should only work on black people being free. She said nobody's free until everybody's free. She wasn't talking about men being free, because the man ain't free unless the woman's free too. The woman ain't free unless the children are free too. So she said, Fannie Lou Hamer, look her up if you don't know her name. Nobody's free until everybody's free. A tireless warrior in the struggle for black liberation. This is what Malcolm X said about people that's coming at me with this black first mentality as if I ain't spent the last nine years of my life addressing black issues, but come to understand that our issues are, are are caught up in a wider struggle against white supremacy. And my focus is mainly on the new abolitionist movement against slavery. Now, people say that we don't have these other groups speaking up for, look, I work with people in the new abolitionist movement of all different ethnicities, sex, sexual orientation, color, national origin. Indeed, we've had people in Africa who have reached out and become a part of the new abolitionist movement because they see that it's the global against slavery, which was never abolished, as I covered in my last video. That struggle is global. It's global, y'all. It's global. But Malcolm X now, again, I'm constantly finding new things that Malcolm X talked about, and I found this one today, and it applies. The American Negro has been entirely brainwashed from ever seeing or thinking of himself as he should as part of the non-white peoples of the world. That's Malcolm X. So you can't quote Malcolm X to me and try to say that I'm wrong and point me to the ballad or the bullet speech and, and take it out of context or, 
or, you know, try to shoot down my stance on human rights. All right. So Malcolm also said, and I quoted this one the last time, the only way we'll get freedom for ourselves is to identify ourselves with every oppressed people in the world. We are blood brothers to the people of Brazil, Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba. Yes, Cuba too. Again, that's Malcolm X. I remember, and this person has pretty much disappeared off the face of the map, but I'm not going to call his name out and what he did and possibly why he's in hiding. But this person tried to attack Fidel Castro, a man who, based on Fidel Castro's religion, which is Catholicism, and some people say he was actually practicing something else, but it was in secret, uh, African-based religion, um, but also based on his skin color, saying, oh, Fidel's white, and all this and that. Well, Malcolm X met with Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro was very instrumental in helping African countries get their independence. See, I, I, I don't come from the the Claude Anderson uh, group of thinkers. I come from the Malcolm X. I come from the revolutionary struggles against against the oppressors who are oppressing us globally. All right? So... Venezuela is a Latin American country. Cuba's a Latin American country. Brazil's a Latin American country. When you say to me that Hispanics, or you're assuming that these are all white people, you're just incorrect. It's incorrect. Or even if they are white European descended people, but are Hispanic and in Hispanic speaking countries. Matter of fact, Venezuela actually stood up for the new abolitionist radio, uh, movement against 13th Amendment slavery and put on a table through the UN, it was a peer review, and pointed out the 13th Amendment to the United States and said, y'all still practicing slavery, not just against the migrants that's coming across your border, but you're practicing it against your own citizens, black people, through the prisons. So, don't speak to me about something that you obviously ain't aware of. You ain't plugged into the type of movements that are global, that are interconnected, that are struggling for human rights. Okay? So don't say they ain't never did this or that. Just say you're not aware of what they done. But I just told you what Venezuela done. Why you think they trying to overthrow and have been destabilizing Venezuela here lately? Here, um, more quotes from Malcolm X. I don't believe in any form of unjustified extremism, but when a man is exercising extremism, a human being is exercising extremism in defense of liberty for human beings, it's no vice. And when one is moderate in his pursuit of justice for human beings, I say he is a sinner. Did he say just for black people or did he say human beings? So would Malcolm X condemn me standing up against the enslavement of non-white people coming here to the United States or the enslavement of anyone. These are human beings, okay? Unless you've adopted the white supremacist ideology and you want to classify non-white people as non-human. That's the only way you can make that work. Malcolm X goes on to say, we need to expand the civil rights struggle to a higher level, to the level of human rights. 
Whenever you are in a civil rights struggle, whether you know it or not, you are confining yourself to the jurisdiction of Uncle Sam. No one from outside the from the outside world can speak out in your behalf as long as your struggle is a civil rights struggle. Civil rights comes within the domestic affairs of this country. All of our African brothers and our Asian brothers and our Latin American brothers cannot open their mouths and interfere in the domestic affairs of the United States. And as long as it's civil rights, this comes under the jurisdiction of Uncle Sam. But the United Nation has what's known as the Charter of Human Rights. It has a committee that deals in human rights. You may wonder why all of the atrocities that have been committed in Africa and in Hungary and in Asia and in Latin America are brought before the UN and the Negro problem is never brought before the UN. This is part of the conspiracy. This old tricky blue-eyed liberal who is supposed to be your, your and my friend, supposed to be in our corner, supposed to be subsidizing our struggle, and supposed to be acting in the capacity of an advisor, never tells you anything about human rights. Now, things have changed since Malcolm X said this, and we have had people that I have worked with in the human rights struggle who have went to the UN and presented the black Americans case to the United Nations. The United Nations has spoken out against slavery and said the United States owes reparations, okay? Do y'all think that these people on these UN panels are all African nations or, or, or black people from America? No. No, we don't have no representation through the United States in the UN. That's why you think Donald Trump's administration just left the UN Human Rights Council. All right? So who do you think? Asian countries as well as Latin American countries and African countries through the UN have been speaking out against the mistreatment of black Americans. Again, and you don't know what you know until you know it. And that is why it is important to expand your sources of information outside of whatever limited sources that you avail yourself to. All right. So, again, this, this is Malcolm X speaking. These are facts that we're speaking. So, again, don't ever try to use Malcolm X to come against my advocacy for anybody's human rights. Don't try to use racist white supremacy talking points and, and color it black in the name of helping black people because I'm not going for it. You can do that if you want to, but don't expect me to do it. All right? You have, and when you do that, when you use the language of white supremacy in blackface, what you have just done is removed any kind of moral standing you have to call a white supremacist out for expressing those same views towards you, okay? As I stated, this is not a condemnation of anyone who doesn't think like I think. Again, I learned a lot from studying Malcolm. I learned a lot from studying some of the revolutionaries that was associated with the Black Panther Party. I learned a lot over my 50 plus years on this continent and I hope to learn even more and I hope to progress even more but this is not a condemnation of my brothers and sisters that may have a point of disagreement with me we allowed to disagree all right 
You don't have to co-sign on to everything I do, but please don't think that you can tell me how to spend my time and my energy. But like Malcolm said, I'm not going to be in a hurry to condemn someone because they don't do what I do or think as I think or as fast as I think. Because there is a time when I didn't know what I know today. Because I hadn't studied Malcolm. I hadn't studied the Black Panther Party. I hadn't studied revolutionary uh, uh, thoughts. I hadn't studied human rights. Okay? So that that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Don't ever question my black bona fides by saying because I'm against slavery, the enslavement of any group of people that I'm in the wrong. Because I'm not. I'm not in the wrong. I guess right and wrong is a matter of perspective for some people, but to me, right and wrong, they are absolutes. Okay? The truth is, is absolute. This has been Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio commentary. If you have any questions or comments, please direct them in the comments section on blacktalkradionetwork.com or wherever this YouTube video is being shown. Please continue to support the production of independent black media through the work of the nonprofit new media organization, Black Talk Media Project. Make a donation today. Peace.